Okay, with the Vanessa Powers, she is the director of A Line of Verse, played at the Romance and Relationships Film Festival. It's an eight-minute film, kind of like a, about some a rehearsal of of, uh, of a play, I guess, right? And then certain dynamics and uh, sub subtext occur during the rehearsal of the play. Correct? Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite Shakespeare. So really outstanding uh, acting in this film, but like, tell me about when did you come up with this concept? I'm assuming you were doing a play and then you came up with an idea to do a play within a play, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny, actually. So this project um, is actually a remake of a project I did in film school. Um, in film school, we had an assignment to do like a one take film. And my idea was that it would be fun to watch a rehearsal of a, of a play because I do theater and film. And I think one of the primary differences between theater and film is time, right? Because theater is all about real time and film is all about manipulating time. Yeah. And I love this idea that we could sort of film something in real time that is... Uh, that is theater that happens in real time. And so in school, yeah, in film school, we had this assignment to do a one take and I, I filmed it myself and I'm, I'm not a cinematographer, but it was like pretty okay. And then um, as we were kind of in the middle of pandemic and you could only really do a film with a couple of people yeah. um, safely, it just felt like, well, hey, I'm, I'm so much better now. I have so many more resources. You know, I have a friend who's a city cam operator, like, we could redo it and it would be much uh, more polished. And so that's sort of where the idea came from was, was taking a project that has sort of been cool, but, but a little rough and then polishing that up uh, with our new like skills. And but is it one, is it one take? I see a couple of uh -huh. manipulated, there's a couple of manipulated things that it could, could be not be one take, but it was all one take. It's all one take. Yeah, there's a little bit of stabilization at the end, um, which is maybe what you see that looks manipulated, but it is actually all one take. Yep. No. Well, no I got to give kudos to obviously your Steadicam operator, but who did your focus pulling? Uh, my good friend, Tristan Corrigan. Yeah, I always say that his focus pulling on this was like so impressive. And he's always like, no, you know, he's he like gives all the credit to Chris for running the camera. Chris Groshen ran camera, who's great. But Tristan Corrigan um, did, the, did the focus pulling. And I always say that that is actually like so impressive because it's it's really not out of focus for like one second, you know. How many times did you do it, do the, do the take? Uh, that's a great question. So we did it we did it 17 times okay. <laughs> but actually about 11 of those we cut within the first like 30 seconds because gotcha. that moment coming into the building we had the lens so you could manually adjust um the amount of light coming in yeah. so we could do that transition into the front door so that was actually one of the most difficult parts and that was the part i think that we were like we gotta go again so like as far as how many times we did the full thing it was only like five or six but how many times we at least started was about 17. Do you remember what so. take you used for the film? Uh, yeah, it was 11, I think. Take 11? Okay. Yeah, and I think it's like we got take 11 and we really loved it and we wanted a safety and then we had like a bunch of more like false starts and then we got our, our safety take with 17, but the, but the 11 was the best one. So kind of in the middle of what we did. So tell me about, okay, so you got the Steadicam operator. <clears throat> Obviously, that's how you're going to shoot it. So tell me about the framing. How precise were you with the framing of the actors? 
Yeah, that's um, so that was kind of in the spirit of the original exercise. Uh, the the school assignment was to sort of shot shot list your scene as if you were going to film it in pieces and then just move the camera to transition between those shots. So the framing was actually pretty intentional as far as, um, you know, Chris and I really worked together so that there is like an insert of her pointing at the script. There is like an insert of their like feet moving. There are close-ups, you know, you're just, everything is just sort of moving fluidly between these sort of intentional moments. So we worked pretty, like, um, the day that we shot, we actually showed up at about 9 a.m. and rehearsed for about three, four hours, um, then took a lunch break, and then after lunch sort of started trying to, sort of tried to film it, but, um, we not only like with the actors rehearsed, but we brought the camera in and was rehearsing like with the camera to designate all those moments. So it was definitely um, a really intentional process. It w- it wasn't like sort of get what you can. It was like there were distinct. Yeah. Oh, you can tell. You can tell there was a directorial design. Was everything kind yeah. of worked on the on the floor where the, where he was going? No. <laughs> Uh, no, it was, it was, uh, all, mem- it was all up here. It was all memorized for all three of them. So they really, we, cause we knew we were going to see the floor, um, at certain points. And so we couldn't risk putting tape down. So it was, it was all just a, a memorized choreographed kind of dance between the, the three actors and the camera. And then, and then they were, they all obviously had to be off book. Did they know the play before they did the film? Um, no, so uh, Abby, who's the woman in it, she's a theater actress. But Andrew, who's the man, um, he's not. He didn't start out in theater. He's like exclusively film. So when I told Abby, like, "Hey, we're doing it as one take," she's like, "Yeah, okay." And I told Andrew, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, okay." <laughs> um, yeah. So it was it was fun to kind of find the places to meet in the middle there. But they. Uh, you know, whereas usually on film you're doing thirty seconds to a minute at a time. It was it was all all memorized for everybody. So yeah, they're like they're, she's fantastic. Like she's she's the she's got her like you said she's a theater actress, but she's got a real yeah. presence. Oh yeah, that, that's her first film that she's ever done. And actually, I found her when she auditioned for a theater piece of mine and she was exceptional but it just didn't fit it was a really small cast and didn't fit any of the roles and it was one of those things where i i emailed her and was like i'm gonna like call upon you someday like there will be a role like we're gonna work together i promise yeah and this came up and she was the first person i thought of because she is she's so dynamic and she's got those big features that come across on film so well yeah, she's so Abby, a, she's Abby, little, Abby Lowenstein, right? Abby Lowenstein, yeah, she's uh, she's won best performance for this at oh gosh, and no, I'm not gonna remember the festival, but we've gotten a couple performance awards for the festival, um, yeah, yeah. and and so it's you know it's great to see uh, that sort of that that she's been able to shine like that for sure. She's like Minnesota based, like still. She is, yeah, yeah. And- we have a lot of great actors here. <laughs> So like so basically is it mainly uh like a, a cine, like a theater scene like are there 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 is there Hollywood productions that come up with there? Oh uh, yeah, we actually like just in the past couple of years got a couple really great tax incentives um up north, and we've this past year had like five or six like 
Hollywood productions here. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Marmalade this year in the cities that Joe Keery from Stranger Things worked on. So I think, you know, we're, we're highest theaters per capita outside of New York and um, LA, I think. Yeah. Um, so we're definitely a theater town first, but our, our film scene has definitely had these sort of peaks and flows and ebbs and renaissances. But I think because of these new tax incentives, uh, we've definitely seen a big growth of the film community here in the past couple of years. Well, you got 10,000 lakes and you got snow, right? So anybody wants to make a film with lakes and snow, they can go to Minnesota, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, it's great. We have a lot of, uh, we have lakes, we have snow. And then down south, we actually have some really great, kind of mountainous scenery we have uh grasslands you know we're kind of one of those states where we we do have a lot of you know we don't have ocean we have just about everything else that you could want so is it saskatchewan is north of the border yeah yeah saskatchewan yeah so yeah it's cold up there sometimes i guess right so it's, we're doing no, it's- podcast in october how what's the weather like um, today it's like 37 degrees right now. It's chilly. You know, I've got my hat, I've got my sweater. Yeah. <laughs> it's chilly. Uh, that's like our joke about filming in Minnesota though, is like whatever, whenever you are filming, it will never be the right temperature. It will yeah. either be too cold or too hot. Like we don't have good weather for filming. We did a, a feature last fall and we literally went from like, it's 90 degrees and everyone is sweating to like it's 20 degrees and everyone's freezing there were no like 70 degree days that we had so so thematically what do you think what do you what do you think your film was about are you like what like there's so many interesting dynamics occurring and just from an exercise from a cinematic point of view just the one shot two actors kind of acting is just it's a fun exercise in itself but there seems to be some deep themes going on in this film yeah, I mean, a line of verse is kind of about, uh, it's about showmance, right? It's about two actors who were at some point in their careers romantically involved. They clearly yeah. have very different working styles. And now they have been cast as romantic leads in this show and their relationship has ended and there's still some sort of unfinished business between them that they're kind of they're kind of acting out through. And this happens, life. like, let's be fair, this happens in, in the theater world all the time right oh so much so much you know showmances are are such they're such a problem they're such a problem because being united around the same like artistic goal makes it really easy to to feel strongly about everybody around you um so yeah it's it's kind of about relationship dynamics and working dynamics and how easy how easy it is to fall in love in the context of art i think is really what it's about yeah, hundred percent. And so, and so the the two actors did they know each other before the film? No, they didn't. They uh they met each other for the first time at a rehearsal like two days before we shot. So yeah. In uh in in terms of your your design, like it's there's there's a good production design and even their costumes, everything's kind of like brownish, right? Even they're even what they're wearing, it's like mm-hmm. gray brown. Like what was the like what was like you cut it the no primary colors in your film? Yeah, well, um, it's funny because I I actually love colorful film, but the the thought process behind that had a lot to do with um, we also had a lighting designer there who's actually changing sure. the lights live. 
Um, and the lights go from very neutral as the scene goes on, as they kind of get immersed in it to very bright and very colorful. And I think I wanted to see like maximum um, change from the colored lighting um, on reflected on their clothes, reflected on the set and that type of thing. Yeah. So we didn't want any of those pieces to be too dramatically colorful because then okay. when the lighting changed, you might not notice. So it was really a choice to sort of um, start us out neutral, but also then to highlight those lighting changes as they were happening. But it, it brings out their faces too. Mm -hmm. like well, lot. and Abby had that great, you know, red hair, and yeah, it was uh, just to really create emphasis of of sort of some of the other elements. And because the theater was kind of, you know, the theater is beautiful. It's this old theater called the Southern, um, but it's it's kind of a little bit derelict. You know, it's it's concrete and it's it's old. Mm -hmm. And so I think too, I wanted their clothing to kind of match the space yeah. um, rather than pop out from that yeah terrific and, and there's a there's like almost uh who did the animation the the, the drawing in the end uh, i did that's cool that's terrific thank you yeah i'm a, i grew up with like uh visual art as kind of the primary thing that i did and um i had drawn when i was in high school something up uh sort of a drawing of kate and petruchio from taming the shrew that looked like that and then when I was doing this I recreated that digitally just to kind of give a very um just a very artistic feel to the ending credits uh I love I love hand-drawn animation I've done some of that I love handwritten credit sequences I didn't handwrite all of them but I wrote the um a line of verse uh sort of text for the poster for the ending credits so giving it giving that really homemade or handmade kind of sensibility to it so what's what's Oxford comma films? Is that where you guys shot like with you guys with that collaborative? You guys made the film with that collaborative? Uh, so that's my filmmaking company. Um, so it, it's, just like a, it's, like a, it's like a collaborative. It's like a filmmaking. Company. I, yeah, I call it a I call it a cooperative because we have kind of a a recurring team of folks who always find their way onto you know whatever project we've got going on there's probably about 20 people that like if you follow my work you'll just start to see the same names um and it's because it's because we're all really invested in kind of our work as a group and growing our work as a group and improving the work that we do together yeah. um you know every time we make a short film there's like a very specific goal in mind for like what we're going to learn what we're going to develop what we're going to improve um you know because it's really easy to uh not do work i mean in any community in the twin cities community in particular as we're trying to grow our our film scene and and kind of make an impression you know it's you don't always have money you don't always have resources you don't always have these things and what i found is if you make you know the joke is it's like my island of misfit toys you know you make a a community and it means when you have something going on you're not starting from scratch every time you have these you know, Tristan and I, Tristan, my focus puller, who I mentioned, has worked on almost every project I've done since about 2019. And and same with him, you know, he did a short this past year and it was like, you know, all the same faces, all the same folks. And, and it means we have a really great working relationship. We have really great communication. And we, like, we collectively has, have developed um, an artistic style, an artistic community. And, and it means that, like, when there's work to do, you know yeah you're not starting from scratch you know you know who's mm -hmm. on your team so 
You guys, the Island of Misfit Toys. That's a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. It's my favorite Christmas movie. It still holds up today. It's, oh, yeah. I watched it last year uh, with my husband, and he had never seen it. And he was like, well, that was never saw I, it. I mean, I love the. I know. How do you grow up never having seen that? But, yeah, Island of Misfit Toys. My, my makeup artist um, and sometimes art director, Summer Rose, she was a makeup artist on this. Um, she's incredibly talented. Um, and she, she was the one who kind of coined that term uh, mm. on one of our sets. She was like, it's the island of misfit toys, you know? So somebody's the water gun that shoots jelly and somebody's the, the sad doll and the polka dotted elephant and all yeah. that. And the guy looking straight to strike oil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I haven't seen, I haven't seen it's just that, but it's, 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 it's an interesting film about bullying, right? Like bullying, it's, it's a really a movie about bullying and it's like it's very prominent today so it's like it, that's why it still holds up yeah def i mean there's all those people who are like well rudolph only got a happy ending because his because his uh song, different ability was useful but but it, that's in the song but if you watch the watch the, the movie no he he has an arc and he, finds he does he definitely he does he doesn't leave his people yeah and that's well, and that's exactly that's why we say that is like you know I think all artists are are a little we're a little off you know we we see the world a little differently we express ourselves a little differently I think that's the whole thing with being artists and and it's exactly that you know you find your people and and you know we love our we love our little island so yeah it's all about finding your people and you find you're finding them in Minnesota I guess right yeah I you know I there's all these people here who are just like. Minnesota is just a, a step between them and LA or them in New York. And I, I really, you know, I, I love to visit those places, but I, I don't have any desire to live anywhere else. You know, I partially because of that great community I have here. They still have the Mary Tyler Moore uh, statue in Minnesota. We sure do. I watched that whole series like six months ago. I thought it was fantastic. It's great. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. What did you think about? We brought the audience to you in the audience feedback video. What did you think about the audience feedback video that we sent you? Oh, I love it so much. Um, it's you know you you put so much into a film like this. Well, any film, you know, there's there's so much that goes into formulating it, mm -hmm. and you never you never know what people get out of it. You know, you, you send it off to festivals here and there. You even can see a room full of people see it. And you kind of get a general sense that it's good or a general sense that it wasn't successful. Mm -hmm. And the thing I love about the feedback video is people are pretty specific in the things that they say. And so you get, you get to learn that, like what, what you're putting into it and what are people getting out of it? Like, yeah. is that language translating clearly? And so I think that was the coolest thing for me is to be like, what well, you know, people who don't know me, people who don't have a reason to, don't necessarily have a reason to understand like what my artistic vision was out of context. They watched this movie and they got out of it what we put into it. And that's really valuable. Um, you know, it's helpful to know that you're not just like shouting into the void. Well, it's a terrific film. That's why it's getting at the festivals nicely done on many parts from, from the acting to this, the focus, like I said, focus polling, camera work, staging, production design, lighting, directing, of course, nicely, nicely done film. So let's Thank what let's you. talk again when you make your next film and uh, looking yeah, forward. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven.